Now I feel like I'm doing the hot corner. That I feel like that that is the proper way to start the hot corner because got me ready, got me ready to run into a wet brick wall right there. There it is, dude. I know. As soon as uh, we started the last episode that we did, I was like, man, yeah, we got to bring that that song back because that was the first song that we ever used, huh? When we did a when we uh, did the the hot corner back at WPMB, so we're bringing it back. Hopefully, uh, it's here to stay. So. I was going to say uh, it's been a, you know, maybe a week, a couple weeks since we did the last episode. So there's plenty of, you know, things to talk about. There's plenty of interesting stories and for some not so interesting and some very heartbreaking news to talk about. But we'll, <laughs> we'll power through, we'll power through it. But uh, yeah, we, we kind of let everything marinate for a couple of weeks before we uh, wanted to get into it. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. And, and yeah, and. What's crazy is uh, we I haven't really got to talk to you even like through text or anything about all the shit that's been going on. But since I've last talked to you, how you been doing? Good man, Just, you know, fighting the good fight. The Lord's the Lord's work doing the Lord's work or what? Yep, it ain't much, but it's honest work. I see. Uh, <laughs> I see you. Uh, fucking Montebello baseball is getting on barstool and all this other oh, shit. Oh man. Let me get me started with that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, what's hilarious is the Barstool link. I love how it says uh uh well for those of you who don't know, Montebello varsity baseball beat San Gabriel what was the score talking about? It was forty three to nothing. Forty three to nothing. And Barstool picked up that story and what's funny is in their article they added that they were that they beat that Montebello beat uh, a rival. Mm. So when I read that, I was like, I know I haven't been to Montebello in a while, but I don't know about rival. Yeah. So so they, they kind of misperceived the tweet that I put out. So because I, I run the social media, <laughs> oh. and uh, so I posted I posted that tweet with the score, um, and right right after the score, I said uh, rivalry week has officially begun. And then I put a comma and I said, see you next week, Spartans, meaning sure. Because ah. this week we're going sure. Uh, but they took it as rivalry week is there and we're playing San Gabriel. It's like, no, it's not a rivalry. But, you know, it is what it is. Oh, fuck it, man. I made just, the story look better. It's just crazy, man. Like, honestly, it, like this week has been just insane. Why is like, that? So it, it happened It happened on Friday. Uh, I posted the, I posted the score. And we, it's funny, we discussed it uh, before I posted it. Like, we're, all the coaches were talking about it. And we're like, hey, do I post this? Like, should we even post that we fucking pounded them 43 to nothing? Well, you got and, to. You do for every game. And, we, yeah, and I'm like, you know what? It's, it's like every game, you know, I would I would post if we lost 43 to nothing. You know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Like, you know what? It is what it is. So that happened. I posted it, and it just blew up. It started getting likes. It started getting retweets. So then our head coach gets a call from the newspaper guy at like nine o'clock at night on Friday night. And he had no idea what was going on. He just called them and he was like, Oh, he answered some questions like, Hey, you know, you guys really scored 43 runs. Did you know that it was like the fifth most in fucking CIF history, the fifth most in like a hundred years or something. Shit. And so Manny, our head coach was just like, no, like I had no idea. Like I had no fucking clue. And, uh, 
yeah. So whatever, he finishes the interview. And about like 30 minutes later, he puts out a story on it. And we're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's a full-on, just Montebello, just pound San Gabriel 43. <laughs> yeah, I read it. They went for a scoring record and, and all this other stuff. And, oh, my God, the, the people. So if you weren't at this game, you and you just look at the score, just by looking at the score, it's like, okay, Montebello definitely ran up the score. Like, they, they, they're assholes. Fuck them. They, they have no class. But it was the complete opposite of that. Yeah. And and I'm not just saying it because I coached there. Like, not one parent from San Gabriel had a problem with this. The coach wanted to continue playing us. Oh, you so that just goes to show fucking crazy. How much, how much respect, you know, we were showing them. It's, I mean, we weren't running up the score. We, weren't, we were going station to station. Which, station which means to base to base. Yeah, we, we stopped stealing after the first inning. Oh, wow. Um, you know, it just, it, it was, it, it was just unfortunate the way it turned out, man. And like, so they forfeited the first game against us. You know, we play them each three times. Yep. The, they forfeited that first game. They weren't ready yet. They didn't have their team yet. Mm-hmm. So the coach at the end of our game, he's like, Hey coach, we can make up that third game if, if you want. And, and our head coach is like, no, there's no need. It's okay. Like, it's good. Yeah. But, uh, but see, like, the fact that he was willing to play us again just goes to show that, you know what, like, we weren't, we're not assholes about it. Yeah, we there was no bad blood. We yeah, not at all. Not at all. I mean, and we even tried, like, hey, coach, like, we're going to lead off. Like, pick us off. And he comes to our dugout. He's like, coach, you know, my guys don't know how to pick. Ugh. So, yeah, it was so unfortunate enough. So then that happened. Whatever they put the story out, and we start getting all these all these emails and, and tweets and stuff. Oh, I was reading some comments. Like, I was reading some I comments. I'm just like, I'm, I'm biting my tongue so hard. Like I wanted to respond to these and just fire back, and, and I can't. Like I want to, you know, I don't want to make it seem like we're defending ourselves. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna let it go. Whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. So then Sunday morning, we get that barstool, uh, the barstool link. And I'm just like, oh my goodness! Like this blew up this bad. <laughs> can I ask, can I ask you really quick? Because Manny, did he does he know how big Barstool is, or because I'm yeah. sure you're I'm sure you're the one who no, saw it first, right? And told him. Yeah, yeah, I saw it, but yeah, he does know. He knows. But when he saw it, he's just like, "Are you kidding me? Like you can't be serious." So, so my first thought is like, "Hey, you know what? No publicity." Bad publicity. Very true. Like it is what it is. You can't. You like we can't buy this kind of attention. So you're like, you know what? It is what it is. Um, but yeah, we, we were getting some some crazy comments. Yeah, I was reading some of the comments talking about like how horrible of a sportsmanship yeah. that you guys have, and I can't believe that they ran up the score. Well, all that you know nonsense that people put out when. When there's an ass whooping like that, and it happens in basketball, happens in football, and that conversation comes out where it's like, "Oh my gosh, they they ran up the score," and and I and thankfully knowing, and I've been to Mont- I've went to Montebello, played in the program, and I know exactly how that program is run. I know how Manny thinks, and he has so much respect for the game that yeah. if he could, he would just. 
if he could just like just put the score as like eight zero or something. Yeah. See, and he and so he nailed that interview with the newspaper guy because he asked him like, you know, what like what happened. And our coach was like, you know what? Like baseball isn't like football. It's not like basketball. There's no clock. Exactly. So you can't just you can't just you know kill the time. Like you have to go up there and throw the next pitch. And I mean, San Gabriel had 17 walks. Yeah. With an expanded strike zone. So I mean, it it it, it was rough. Glad it's over with. Glad we don't have to play them anymore. And uh, you know, we're doing a lot better now. We, we beat sure uh, Tuesday. So we're going for the sleep tomorrow. Yeah, I had a, I have a a source that was at the game, also known as Juan, <laughs> and he oh, okay. and he was just, uh, you know, he kind of said the same thing as you, like you know, unfortunately their team just, uh, you know, wasn't able to get those outs because of you know whether it's you know the lack of talent or just you know still having you know they're at a different level, you know they're. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still trying to build something there. So uh, it wasn't, like he told me, it wasn't like, there wasn't any bad intentions or anything. It was literally just, it just happened. If you could believe it or not, like it just happened and it couldn't, it just, there was no stopping it. Yeah, it is what it is. Exactly. And yeah, it was pretty crazy. And seeing the Barstool link and all that stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, dude. People are gonna have <laughs> such a field day with this shit, and of yeah, course I was they surprised. did. I was surprised it wasn't worse. To be honest with you, like I was expecting, you know, because you know our athletic director. Yes, uh, I was expecting like a suspension for Manny or anything like that. But I'm glad. I'm glad none of that happened. Oh yeah, without a doubt, that would have been that would have been crazy. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'm sure you you guys have had yeah a pretty interesting week just uh having to deal with that and then on top of that your players and then on top of that you still got to play a game you still have a yeah a series against you know a rival that's literally what a mile away about less than a mile yeah, away less than a mile away um yeah man and then and then so our, our softball team just got playing uh for covid so oh, they've they've been out for like Four days now, so they still have like six days left. But oh. it's, it's crazy, dude. Like, I don't know, everything going on this week—it's just happening so fast. Like, you know, luckily our guys haven't been around any of the girls or aren't related to any of them, because then we would have to be in the same situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, glad we're not. Out of curiosity, how does that uh, how does, how does that situation work? Like, if if uh, so, I know well, you I guys get shut the- down, but what's like the protocol? So one of the girls tested positive, and uh, when that happened, they uh, they have to notify the team, obviously, and the team notifies the coach. I mean, the team notifies the AD. The AD shuts it, shuts it down for ten days, no coming back until that girl gets a, a negative test. Okay, so she yeah, you she has to take a test and get a negative test. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like it's a whole like contact contact tracing and stuff. That's it's pretty just, crazy, man. Pretty Hopefully, crazy. you guys don't go through that. Knock on wood. I hope none of that yeah. happens. Yeah, let's hope not. But yeah, from high from high school sports to to the big boys, the professionals talking about. Let's talk about uh, 
the draft. Let's just let's skip over to uh to some football because uh we weren't able to talk about the draft. You know, we some shit happened, but uh we're here now. We're getting to talk about it. So, what was your reaction of the draft? You know, seeing all those people there. There was a fuck ton of people there. Um, yeah. Whole experience. What did you think about the whole draft? It was great, man. It's good to see people back in person, man. Uh, events, you know, live in person. You know, as an NFL guy, you 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 work your entire career to for this day to get drafted. Exactly. Uh, and to to be able to to you know give Roger Goodell a hug and hold your jersey up on that stage. You know, something you you worked for since you were you know God knows how old, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years old. So um, yeah, it's 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 good to see them. You know, back in person, and, and I just can't wait for a full stadium mm-hmm. uh, this season. How? So this year, this was the first year they had like a fan kind of sit on where you know where Roger Goodell was, uh, where his couch was last year in his in his room or wherever the hell he was doing the yeah. draft. And my immediate reaction was just like, man, if Tugboat was sitting on that chair, and <laughs> and they got. And he got to stand there right when they picked the first uh, for the for the Chargers, like that first pick. I would have been so scared for that player because you might have just like fucking tackled the guy. <laughs> oh man, I can't imagine. Like, what do they tell those people? Like, all right, like don't like because they're tested, obviously, but just don't yeah. touch. Like, don't do any. Like, don't fucking jump on them or anything. Because you're just so excited, you want to. You know the players oh, excited, yeah. like everyone's excited. the The fans excited. You know the players excited. You know this is a great you know moment for both yeah. fan and player. And you know something could go wrong. You know by people yeah. getting a little too excited. I always enjoy the, the like the uh, the broadcast of the draft, and you know ESPN always like they always have a story on a player. Oh god! And then uh, and then you see the reaction. Uh, when they when they hear their name called and they get drafted. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite one by far was uh, Jalen Waddle. I don't know if you saw, so he got drafted uh, number six overall by the Dolphins. Uh huh. And he was sitting he was sitting in the room with his family. <laughs> I know you're talking about. And his name gets called and he just gets up and walks right out. Right as his as like, his family's like, like ah yeah yeah like doesn't give his mama a hug. <laughs> Just gets up, walks right out, and then so Mac Jones came out, gave him a hug. Devontae Smith came out and gave him a hug, but he was still walking. And as he was walking to the stage, you know those guys, you know, congratulated him. But he was just like, you know, whatever. My family, like, I did this. I'm walking out of the stage. Like, it was, it was fucking nuts. I loved it. Yeah, that as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, here come the memes, here come the comments, here come, yeah, and. Dude, yeah, that one was priceless. That was my favorite one of this year. Um, I think my all-time favorite one was the Michael Sam one. <laughs> That's uh, probably yeah. my, my favorite one. <laughs> he over here just gives his boyfriend a kiss, <laughs> and then the whole world's on fire. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe they showed it. It was it was my favorite one just because people reacted, like, so crazy. But yeah. so for the draft, what – uh. Were there any surprises? Were you shocked about anything? Or do you feel like this year kind of went, and I think this is my kind of stance on the draft. There, 
everything kind of went the way it was supposed to. Like there was no like crazy, you know, big splat. Besides maybe the 49ers taking Trey Lance because everyone was thinking it was going to be, you know, Mac Jones. But besides that, like everyone stuck with what, you know, what the experts were saying. You know, they need this position. They need that. This is what they need. You know, there wasn't anything crazy this year. Yeah, no, everything was, yeah, like you said, everything kind of just fell into place already. Like, we all we all expected Trevor Lawrence to go one overall. Mm-hmm. That happened. Um, you know, and then the Jets taking Wilson. Uh, I on, I personally thought the 49ers were going to take Mac Jones as well. Um, so the Trey Lance one surprised me. I think they, they got a better pick with Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is, is better than Mac Jones. Yeah. But uh, there's more yeah, upside. That's, that's, that more was upside. a big one there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the one that did surprise me, too, I'm going to be honest with you, is Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts getting drafted by the by the Falcons, it just blows me away. Like, if you're the Atlanta Falcons and you look at your team last year and say, "All right, our offense is scoring points, but we can't hold the lead, so maybe our, our holes are in our defense." So we have the fourth overall pick. Uh, let's let's go draft a you know a linebacker. Let's go draft a safety, and you know, let's go pick up a corner, J.C. Horn. No, you know what? We're going to draft a fucking tight end. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I get it. Kyle Pitts looks like a, a generational tight end. He looks great. Yeah. Looks like a wide receiver. But are you fucking kidding me? Like, your defense is absolutely terrible. They were atrocious. And you're going to go and draft a goddamn tight end. I don't know. That, that blows me away. Well, that just goes to show you, you know, there's teams that – you know, they know how to do things the right way. They know how to go about the draft the right way. They know how to utilize the yeah. draft the right way. And who knows? You know, Kyle Pitts, he could be a future Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's maybe the mindset that they're looking at, where it's like no matter what defensive player we get, they're not going to be as good as Kyle Pitts. So I could mm-hmm. I could see the – I could see I, – I could see the why. The why is like understandable, potentially yeah, Hall of Fame sure. talent type of guy, and but the the they really went over. They looked at what they needed and they looked at what they wanted, and what they wanted yeah. surpassed what they needed. What they needed, yeah. because at the end of the day, you can still get some really decent defensive players in the second round. Atlanta Hawks haven't been able to do that. They've been they've picked up in the past, you know, some good names who never really turned out like one that pops in my head is, you know, Vic Beasley who was, Oh good. You know, he's good. But you could find those guys second, third, fourth round. So yeah. they decided to go with the, the big name, which yeah, it, it did surprise me. Cause I thought, Oh, defensive player. Let's see, you know, Kyle Pitts might fall a little bit and it'll be, it would have been interesting to see like who after the Falcons could have picked him up. But, Falcons decided to say fuck it, and that's that's kind of like what the draft is, right? It's just those. I, I can't imagine those rooms, those draft rooms of just phone calls going off, yeah. people talking and yelling probably and stressing the fuck out, and you have a big board in front of you and the well, clock seen, is ticking. We've all, all seen that movie Draft Day. Oh yeah, I think it's pretty similar to that one right there. Yeah, I want. I would hope because that that movie was really good. Yeah, it was. But yeah, it was. Um, a, it was good. That's a good movie. It was a good day. It was a good day of draft. I think. 
Yeah. Another one that surprised me was the pick right after that. Jamar Chase going to LSU. I mean, from LSU, going to the Bengals, uh, reuniting himself with, with Joe Burrow. That's so crazy because um, you don't see that a lot. And this this year, there was a lot it of... It happened, yeah. It happened you quite know, a few. So you look at him with Jamar Chase reuniting with Joe Burrow. Um, and then you look at uh, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They drafted uh, Trevor Lawrence, and then they drafted Travis Etienne. So those guys are, are reunited. Um, and you look at even Devontae Smith. Uh, I know he went to Alabama, uh, but he was there with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Now he's he's uh, he's in Philly. So, yeah, Same thing with Miami, a, right? If I'm not mistaken? Oh, yeah, Miami. Jalen Waddle, he was with Tua. That's another one. It's crazy. Yeah, man. It's, it's nuts. But uh, anyways, I mean, I, I personally thought the Bengals were going to go with Panay Sewell. Just because, I mean, they saw Joe Burrow almost die. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, okay, like let's protect this fucking guy. Um, but I guess uh, they don't care. So I was so happy when they picked Jamar Chase. I'm like, you know what? Let's go. Sewell's going to drop. Sewell's going to drop. He's going to drop to us. And I completely forgot about the Detroit Lions. I was like, ah, you know what? Yeah, Sewell. Because I looked at the, the, the draft and I'm like, all right, the Bengals. They didn't pick him, so now Miami's not going to pick him. And, you know, the Panthers won't pick him. The Denver won't pick him. The Eagles won't pick him. I'm like, you know what? He might fall. He might fall. He might fall. And I guess right after him, right after Miami, the the Lions snagged him there at seven. Um, But uh, the Chargers, I think, got a winner in in Rayshon Slater, um, left tackle. They they filled a, a, a need instead of a want. Exactly. They could have they could have filled the want and drafted the you know the sexy wide receiver or you know something else, but they they filled the need. They, they filled the the need. They needed a left tackle. They got a left tackle, and now they're ready to rock and roll. So I, I love I love this draft of the Chargers. Huge. Um, and I also love that the Raiders and, and Broncos botched their picks also because you know all the Raiders is kind of expected. You know they they always botch a pick here and there. But the guy they drafted, I don't know if you saw Alex Leatherwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was projected like second or third round. He goes in seventeenth. He's seventeenth like, yeah. pick. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, you know, and then Denver not taking a quarterback. Uh, just I love it, but it also scares me because that brings us to our next topic here. So Denver not taking a quarterback is interesting. Um. So after June 1st, um, the cap hit on Aaron Rodgers will drop. Uh, So the Packers are trying to wait until June 1st if they want to make this trade happen. So I don't know, man. I I know it's a sensitive topic for you. This is your boy. This is your quarterback, your franchise. Um, And he doesn't want to be there anymore. It's so frustrating. He's, uh, he's unhappy. He's unhappy. I mean, so when I first heard this, I was like, what? Why on draft day? Like, what the? what's going on? I was like, nah, maybe this is, uh, you know, maybe the Packers are, you know, he's trying to put some pressure on the Packers so they can draft a fucking offensive weapon in the first round, finally, besides a quarterback. And then... I was like, okay, fucking Packers said 
fuck you to Rodgers again and decided to go with a a defensive, defensive player. player. Um, which I guess at that point there wasn't really, you know, those stud offensive weapons left. Um, but just hearing that he's set in stone, doesn't want to come back. If Sands or butts, he doesn't want to come back. But then as the weeks go on, and I'm glad that we've been able to lay off of this story for, for a week or two now to, to kind of let the, the dust settle a little bit because it's still uh-huh. madness. And I don't know if you heard Adam Schefter, the guy who broke the story. I don't know uh-huh. if you heard him on the Dan Patrick show. I think it was yesterday or today. No, I didn't. So everyone, everyone has their, their idea of what, how this story came out. Adam Schefter broke it on draft day. Yeah. And, what people started to assume is like, oh, Aaron Rodgers leaked this news because he wants, he wanted to, you know, slap the Packers in the face for last year's draft because they, you know, surprised him last year in the draft by drafting Jordan Love. And Adam Schefter goes on Dan Patrick, and Dan Patrick does a, did a great job of asking him, you know, how this all came about. How did it get released this on that day? So it turns out, Adam, and on this article, supposedly he, he wrote, you know, team sources, uh, meaning the Packers. Uh-huh. And in actuality, he goes on Dan Patrick and he says, well, I, there was no source. You know, this is just things that were being talked about, you know, in the NFL. Uh-huh. And Dan Patrick's face he was like, what do, you, what do you mean? And Adam Schefter goes and says, you know, there was no, there's not, he's like, so you, you didn't talk to the Packers, you didn't talk to Aaron Rodgers. And he's like, no. This is just speculation. Exactly. And I want, I've never, I wanted to fucking strangle Adam Schefter through my fucking phone when I saw this thing. <laughs> Who the I understand you're Adam Schefter, probably one of the best, you know, fucking news breakers out there. And you're over here breaking this news because he wants to be first. And he and he goes and says, like, oh, well, people were talking about it, and it was whispers and people are saying it. This motherfucker never even talked to the Packers, never even talked to anyone in Aaron Rodgers camp, and he's breaking this fucking news. Oh. And that made me, you know, think about it differently. A little sense of relief, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, John Kuhn comes out, guy who used to play for the Packers really close to Aaron Rodgers. He goes and says, hey, I talked to Rodgers, and he said that there is, there is, he does see a way that this can all be resolved. And that makes me feel a little bit more relieved because you think about it and, and you really got to watch that Adam Schefter interview because I'll check it out because he's going purely based off of his opinion, hmm. and it's it's and I'm even you could even look at Dan Patrick's face like what what the like what what are you doing like why would you break that news if it's not coming from the fucking horse's mouth and yeah you know just as good as anyone when it comes to professional sports. Other teams leak information about other teams 
that are fucking yeah. false all the time. So uh-huh. it could have easily been the 49ers. It could have easily been the Broncos saying this stuff, trying to get Adam Schefter and getting all these insiders to leak it and trying to get one of these guys to fucking get so nervous that they want to be first and they blab their mouth. And that's exactly uh-huh. what happened. And yeah. are they talking about this on ESPN? No, because they don't want to fucking look like idiots because Adam Schefter's their own. And it it's just a mind fuck, dude. It is a mind fuck and a half. Do I think Rogers coming back? I have no clue, dude. At this point, I have no fucking clue. So this whole speculation now now that you bring that up, um, they went out and said Rogers will come back on one condition, and that one condition is that the GM is fired. And that's also. Um, Supposed speculation. Yeah. Which but since it's out there, since it's out there, I want him fuck. I want him to fuck. Hypothetically speaking, let's say it's true. Okay. Rogers is not coming back if that GM is still there. Um, who who? Because I know the Packers don't have a true owner. Who makes that decision on whether the GM is fired or not? Who fires the GM? Not gonna lie, this is a. As soon as this news came out, I immediately thought of like, because I told you, I was like, oh, I, this fucking GM needs to be fired. Gunter Kunz needs to be yeah. fired immediately. And mm-hmm. and what's crazy is that the Packers, like you mentioned, the Packers don't have an owner, but there's a general manager, and above him is the president of the of the team, which is like just a step above the above a. Okay. Yeah, and that president is uh, Mark Murphy. He was the previous GM before Gunta Kunz came in. So technically, Mark Murphy has the power to, you know, fire the GM of the Packers right now, which, you know, maybe he has a better relationship with Rodgers and – the reports are that Mark Murphy went out to talk to him. Uh, the GM went to go talk to him. You know, Packers head coach went to go talk to him. So if the GM does get fired, it has to be through Mark Murphy. I don't, I, the, the interesting part is like who fires fucking Mark Murphy. I I don't know how that works. <laughs> That's the interesting one, which I've I, yeah. I never really bothered looking into, but if dude, if you if you're ta- if you're choosing between a GM and fucking Aaron Rodgers, how how easy is it just to be like, all right, later, dude, I'm fucking I'm keeping Aaron Rodgers. Not that hard. Yeah, I don't know what 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 was your whole you know reaction to this when you heard about so it. My my first my first thought is okay, Rodgers is gone. He's gonna get traded. And I, I wasn't even thinking because I, I mean I was I'm not a Packer fan, so I, I really don't care if it stays or not. But yeah. my thing, my thing was, shit, like, where's he going? And I look at the teams that need quarterbacks, and I'm like, okay, Denver, Denver needs a quarterback. I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck, please don't go to fucking Denver. Like, please don't go to Denver. Like, I already, we already have to face Mahomes twice a year. I don't want to see Rogers twice a year. Uh, just like the, the whole Russell Wilson 
thing when he was when he was supposedly getting traded. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and and he put out like his list, and Vegas was on there, and I'm like, please, for the love of God, do not go to Vegas. I don't need to see Mahomes and Wilson twice a year. I don't want to see Mahomes and Rodgers. Like Mahomes twice a year is enough. Mm-hmm. I can deal with Carr. I can deal with Drew Locke or fucking Teddy Bridgewater, whoever it is. But two games against Mahomes is, is enough. So, uh, yeah, that that scares me a little bit. I don't I don't want Rodgers coming in our division, you know, ruffling some feathers, fucking shit up. So, uh Let's hope uh, the Packers can figure out their shit and, and keep them there. Yeah, man. I, I know that when I when I first mentioned it to you, you were like, "Oh yeah, like it's a contractual thing. Like Rogers is trying to put pressure on them, you know, so they can give them a, a bigger contract or an extension or whatever." Oh man, at this point, you're either gonna play or you're not. And and it, it, it as as it seems right now, what I've been reading. The Packers are not expecting them to have him back. They're uh, are they already exploring veteran options at quarterback? If you haven't seen, yeah, I read that article this morning. Mm-hmm. They're already looking for another option at quarterback, a veteran option. And I'm like, damn, you guys missed out on Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's it's, it's pretty crazy. Just just I... think, like Aaron Rodgers not on the Packers. Like, it was already crazy enough. You look at Brady not on the Patriots now. Like a year later, it could be Rodgers not on the Packers. Like, fuck. What What's crazy is that you know people who obviously, you know, especially when it comes to like the NFL, people are really people are really worried about their team. So if you're not a Packers fan, and you see all this news about you know Aaron Rodgers wanting to leave and he's not coming back. From the outside looking in, people might be like, oh, fucking Rodgers is being such a brat or being such a bitch about everything. Or, you know, why is he being such a fucking drama queen about this? But in reality, when you look at it closely, when you look at it in a Packers perspective, they've done everything in their power to fucking piss this guy off. Everything imaginable. Oh, you need a weapon? Guess what? We're just drafting all defensive players, and we're just going to draft fucking third, fourth round receivers, and thank God fucking Devontae Adams, you know, panned out. Um, you know, Speaking of Devontae Adams, I don't know if you saw the tweet that he put out. Uh, I think it was on draft day, the day after draft day. He's like, you got to appreciate what you have while you have it. Exactly. And then that go, and then... You and what what's crazy is that there's this headline or there's there's a story that no one's really talking about that I don't know if maybe people forgot about it because people are just so focused about the here and now like oh my god they drafted Jordan Love and he got pissed no if you go back maybe four or five years four or five years maybe yeah about four years. Aaron Rodgers still at the point where it's like, hey, this is Aaron fucking Rodgers, probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He decided to, you know, flex his his power and go to the front office and say, hey, you know, maybe you and I can, we can both, you know, have some discussion on, you know, you know, free agents maybe that we should get or, you know, maybe in the draft or something like. Yeah. 
And yeah, the, I mean, the, the simple thing that they did, the simple thing that they did uh, when he approached them about that idea, they shut it down immediately. They said, you're the quarterback, you're the player. We handle the, the uh, we handle, you know, signings. We handle free agency. We handle the draft. You just worry about fucking playing. <laughs> and I feel like it was at that where it's just like, all right, well, fuck. And then you go and you see all these other quarterbacks who get an input. They get an input on who's on the team. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, some of the best quarterbacks ever get an input about the team. Then, you know, the following year, the the quarterback coach that Aaron Rodgers loves, they fire him for no reason. Why are you firing a quarterback coach that's fucking super close to Aaron Rodgers? The year after that, you know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers is in love with this receiver, talking fucking amazing about him. Next day, he's cut. So it's just little things like that that just add up, and he he's fed up. So if he decide if he does stick to his guns and say, you know what, I'm not coming back. I'll fucking retire before I come back and put a Packer uniform on. I don't blame him. I'm not yeah, mad at him. And for people. Even in Milwaukee, for people to be booing him, you know, at a Brewers game, I was I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? You, out of all people <laughs> in Milwaukee, should know, you know, yeah, they fucked him over big time. Yeah, they have. They definitely have. Oh, man. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Um, on a good note, though, the schedule gets released next week. I cannot wait for that. It's always May a big. 12, it's always Wednesday. big news when the when the schedule comes out, right? It's always a big day. Yeah, yeah. We already have our opponents, but now we get the full schedule. Uh, kind of get to see, you know, where where we go, where we land. Uh, get to see what games I'm going to go to. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. I can't wait. Hopefully, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping and praying for a, a Sunday night football home opener, which would be fucking insane. Uh, Sunday night home opener. That'd be crazy. So usually the way this happens, the defending champs open up on Thursday night. That's usually the way it goes, right? Yeah. So the defending champs, so the Buccaneers will open up on Thursday against uh, whoever. And the team that lost in the Super Bowl plays on Sunday night. That's that's the way it's been going the past couple of years. And week yeah, one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So the Chiefs lost in the Super Bowl, so I'm like, okay, who are the Chiefs going to play? Like, they better not be fucking Vegas. Nobody plays with Vegas. Um, like, I, I, I'm looking forward to see that. Hopefully, or if not, give me like a Monday night opener. That'd be cool. Like, something, you know. Cause they, did, you, did you know they eliminated the Monday night doubleheader in week one? What? Yeah, now there's only one Monday night game on, on week one. But week 18... There's there's a, a doubleheader. Uh, but this is the first year where they're doing the extra game, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's now the that week 18. That's crazy. 17 games. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Man. I'm excited, though. Can't wait to see the schedule. Yeah, well, well hopefully, you know, the schedule is, is pretty interesting with, uh, you know, some – primetime games because those are always I feel like you know when you get to watch your team at a primetime game it's just 
there's yeah. something different. You know, you have the whole, oh yeah, the whole you know football world is watching, and you know it's it's, it's always fun to watch. Yeah. But so, yeah. Um, moving on uh, from football, um, we can uh, we can transform here into basketball for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Wait, but before we continue, I'm going to take a quick little break, and then when okay. we come back, we'll jump. Uh, we'll jump straight into some basketball talk because, again, Packers stress me out. Now the fucking Lakers are stressing me out. So <laughs> I have some high blood pressure, and I need to I need to bring it back down. So we're going to take a quick break, and we come, come when we come back, we'll jump into uh, into some uh, basketball. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Abe from the Kickback Podcast. Don't forget to go ahead and tune in into our latest episode this week where we touch a little bit about that Dogecoin crypto, talk a little bit about corporal punishment. Oh, yeah, you know it. And as well, dip a little bit into our favorite drinks, a little bit of Pisco, a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of tequila. Tune in. Are you guys pissing in the shower? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no? See, I knew it. What the fuck? What? <laughs> you piss in the shower, Abe? Dude, look. Oh, the water's running. Abe. The water's hitting my body. I need to take a piss, the shower. Pee. piss in the shower. Yeah. What? You think I, like, aim for my feet, though? Like, no. I'm it doesn't matter. Abe is straight moist. He's a loop. Yeah. Jeez. And then you wonder how you got COVID. <laughs> Dude, what are you... Dude. All right, so I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it happens to some people. Like with me, like you wash your hands I... after you wipe your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I was asking, wait, after I wipe my ass? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like with me, like whenever I hear water or like hit water or like I start washing dishes, I get the sudden <laughs> urge to pee. Dude. So when I'm in the shower, dude, like just water running. Just... What are you, five years old, babe? All right. So as we're about to talk about the Lakers, I'm watching the Lakers getting their ass kicked. Yes. By the Clippers, which it's not pretty. Which isn't gonna. It's not starting off good. This this topic isn't off to a good start. So let's try to let's try to get through this. You know what? I'm just gonna drink some more beer. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So the clip, uh, the Lakers right now are currently sitting uh, at the six seed. So they are. Uh, I guess you can say on the bubble here, um, because you know if they if they fall any lower than six, uh, they, they get put in that play in uh, that play in tournament, the play in games, yep. and uh, anything can happen there. And uh, we know LeBron's not too happy about that. All of a um, sudden, <laughs> be honest with me. Are you worried? Yeah, um, a little. And I know people are always, you know, some of these experts are, you know, as as long as you have, you know, LeBron and AD, I'm never going to bet against them. I agree. I agree 100%. In a series, I would never bet against LeBron and AD. In a one-game elimination with LeBron coming off an ankle injury 
with AD still coming off of okay, his injury. Okay, 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 okay. Are you fucking kidding me? With his fucking ankle? Apparently, this is a serious injury for him. Dude, it, it was not that bad. I think I've rolled my know. ankle worse than him. Yes, right? Like, it wasn't that bad. I think he's milking it. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he's milking it. I think he, hey, you know what? The season ended in October, and they started up again in December. LeBron didn't get that recovery. He didn't get that time that he normally gets when the season ends in June and starts again in October. He didn't get that recovery, that time to, you know, rebuild his body. And, and at 36, it's, it's different, you know. It, you, it takes a little longer to recover. So, but I think the whole, oh, I'll never be 100% here, shut up. Yeah, that's a little bit shut of dramatic. The fuck up. That's dramatic. Yeah, like, shut up. Come on. You're fucking LeBron James. You're a world-class athlete. You're, you have the best training, the best recovery. Like, stop it. Literally puts stop. millions of dollars into his body. Yes. Like, you're, you've been competing at a high level since you, since you were fucking 15 years old. Mm-hmm. You've never really had any serious injuries. Just stop. Stop with the bullshit. We know what you're doing. You're sitting out. Same thing with AD. I'll be honest with you. I think AD, I mean, I'm glad that they kind of sat him out just because it, it looked like that, the, the dreaded A word yep, was, was going to happen. And, and that's what it, it felt like that, that was going to happen. But he looks a lot better now. Um, you know, he had that big game, big game against Denver uh, a couple nights ago. Um, it was a much needed win, but um, but yeah, man. To be honest with you, I'm not worried. Again, I think LeBron, LeBron is 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 this type of person, this type of athlete uh, that that we say a lot. Um, you know, you don't really see this a lot with athletes, but they have a switch. They have that switch. Some some do. That. Yeah, and LeBron's one of them. He has that switch where he can just flip it on and say, "All right." It's go time. I'm ready to go. Well, I'm praying um, to God yeah. that that switch still works. Oh, yeah, definitely. It most definitely works. Um, can they go back-to-back? Yes. Will they go back-to-back? I don't think so. I think just – I don't know, man. It's – I don't know. It's – the West is tough. They're one of the best teams in the West. When healthy, obviously, and, and I think LeBron and AD are going to be as close to 100% as they're going to get, you know, in the playoffs once the playoffs come around. Yeah. Does that does that that play that play in though? That that does worry me. That, like you said, that one game elimination, that worries me. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little, or not a little. It's a lot, you know, to to worry about because. Anything can happen in one game. Yes, you know, you have LeBron. Yes, you have AD. But we've seen it in, and this is what's interesting, is that, you know, basketball players, these these experts and analysts, they look at it in a basketball sense of, you know, LeBron, AD, Lakers are better. They're going to get past it. You and yeah. I come out from a, a baseball background where a wild card is a normal thing. And a wild card upset is very normal. The best yeah. team doesn't always win the wild card game. And this yes. is a wild card type of game. And yes. if they – and ba- the basketball world doesn't seem to understand that. And I, that's what's surprising to me is that you have all these experts talking about, ah, oh, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. 
it's a it's a legit worry because yeah. anything can happen in one game. Anything. Yeah. That's why fucking March Madness is so ridiculous, so famous. Yeah. Because why? It's one game elimination. Anything can happen. One fucked up game. One fucked up quarter. One fucked up possession. And you're not. And you're not in the. You're not in the playoffs. And that yeah. is what people aren't putting the emphasis on. They're putting the emphasis on it's LeBron and AD. Though they're whoever they go up against, you know they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to go up against LeBron and AD. No, no, like that's not how you're supposed to be. That's not how you're supposed to be thinking. You're supposed to be thinking. Yeah, this is a one game elimination. Anything can happen. Anything. Anything. And with so LeBron coming off this injury, it's 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 crazy. Yeah. So we're sitting. Uh, beginning of May, there's uh, what six games left this season. Yes, six games left after tonight. Uh, I, I guess we can chop this one up as a loss. Um, so that'll that'll put them uh, actually in the seventh spot. Well, did Portland? Uh, Portland didn't play today. So yes, that will put them in the seventh spot, uh, half a game behind Portland. Um, with with their next seed. game being against with, Portland, with their next game, yes, their next game being against Portland tomorrow night. Um, uh, can you say big game? Yeah, very. And no LeBron. LeBron won't be back uh, till Tuesday against the Knicks. That's what they said. And we and we've seen um, da- Damian Lillard go. Berserk when it comes to must win games, and then no, no THT for the next two games. I, where'd that come from? I know, man. So, <laughs> and then no, uh, and then Schroeder. Yeah, they're they're this fucking guy has COVID, and no one's saying it. This guy has COVID. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be uh, a tough uh, next six games, man. But I, I think they'll get by. I think they avoid. And also, I think they avoid the, the play-in. I think they finish in the sixth seed. Um, but even then, you know, you, you got a tough, uh, a tough first-round matchup if you're the sixth seed. Uh, I mean, you play Denver, which I mean, it's eh, no Jamal Murray, which is nice. Well, it depends but, uh, because the Clippers can pass up Denver, depending on how yeah. how this all yeah, shapes out. On, yeah. At the moment, they would play Denver, but Denver and L- and the Clippers have the same exact record. Yeah. So, looking at that, the Clippers might take that three seed. And now, so if you're the, the Lakers Clippers in the first round, now it's interesting. Now you're fucked. Well, yeah. who knows? Maybe playoff playoff Paul George comes back to town and fucks everything up again. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, dude, this is a because you, you look at the Lakers, you look at what they got. They got the 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 Trailblazers coming up. After that, yeah, and then the, and then they the got Suns. the Suns, and then they have the Knicks, the Knicks. Who Knicks are playing some really really good basketball, best defensive team in the league. Then you go up against the Rockets, which the Rockets. should be a must win. You go up yeah. against the Pacers, who don't. It's not a must win because when healthy, this roster is a playoff roster and is legit. It's just this year they've been struggling with injuries no Warren you know Sabonis has been up and and up and down when it comes to you know health 
So you don't know what you're going to get with the Pacers. And then you end with the Pelicans. Again, a team that could beat you when you don't have guys like Schroeder, when you have when you don't have role players like, you know, T- Tucker and guys like that. So this is a this is an interesting road for the Lakers, and hopefully they get their head out of their ass and they they start you know start winning these damn games and get a little run because that's yeah. going to be huge for them going into the playoffs as well because yeah you know. The, uh, this Lakers team is really confidence driven, you know. Whereas last year, I think it was just filled with so many veterans that nothing really phased them. Like nothing really phased the Lakers last year because they had guys like you know Dwight and Danny Green and Rondo, and Rondo guys that just play every day, not worrying about you know the bigger picture, not worrying about all that. But this year's Lakers team is a very emotional team. Schroeder, emotional player. Uh, Montrez, emotional player. Andre Drummond, emotional player. Kuzma is very emotional when it comes to his play. When he's when he's up, he's up. When he's down, he is fucking down. So you look at this team, they are different than last year. Do they have more talent than they had last year? 100%. But confidence-wise, that's where they lack. So, ugh. so many scenarios can happen. So many. Uh, or yeah, what do you What do you think is going to happen though? I, like I said, I think they avoid. I think they avoid the, the play-in games. I think they, they they go on a little run. They win. Uh, they win four of the next six, and uh, and avoid that play-in spot. Uh, finish finish at the at the six seed or the five seed. Yeah. Who knows? One of those two. But um, but yeah, I think they, I think they avoid the play-in. What about you? I want to say that they avoid it, but just looking at looking at it, like I, I honestly think that they they might be in the plan. And we we talked about this, I think, on the last show about this. this, this there's a script in the NBA. I, I told you about it, just cause, like betting wise and stuff. Yeah, the, the shit I've seen. There's a fucking script. Don't fucking tell me there isn't because there is. So could it possibly be like, hey, you know what? Let's get the Lakers in the plan. Defending champs, having to worry about a one-game elimination game. Oh, but they're going to win. They're going to win the game. But then they're going to climb their way back up. And it's a hell of a story. The Clippers. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if, if that actually does happen. Because how crazy of a story would it be? If the Lakers do do end up in the play-in, they get hot, they they win it all. Let's say they win it all. They would be yeah. the first team to win in a bubble, first team to ever win a championship in a bubble, and the first mm-hmm. team to ever be champions coming out of the play-in games, which is LeBron's resume just gets fucking even more prettier and prettier, proving the fact that, Look at me! I had to do this when Jordan never had to do that, which makes yeah. sense when it comes to your line of thinking of you know storylines, which is a real thing because sports is a crazy thing. You know, football has their storylines. You know, basketball has their storylines. So, yeah, this could be an actual thing. It could be. I, I hope it's not, but it definitely could be. Uh, yeah, 
And then the 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 East is look they they look set. You know, 76ers are in first, uh Nets are in second, the Bucks are in third, one game right behind the Nets. Um the Nets played today and Bucks didn't, so they're ha- they have one extra game in front of them. Um yeah. But yeah, things are it's really, really, really top heavy. I mean, as it always been, it's always kind of been really top heavy. Uh, I don't see any of the lower seeds kind of, you know, winning any any uh, playoff any series against the upper seeds, higher seeds. Um, like, excuse me, I'm sorry. I don't see Charlotte or Miami or Indiana or Indiana or Washington beating Philly, beating Brooklyn, beating Milwaukee. Um, the Knicks and the and the and the Hawks that I can see the series going either way. That should but, be an um, interesting series. Yeah, definitely. The Knicks, man, hey, like you said, best defensive team in the league. And but, what's crazy um, is that they're yeah. third in the league in three point percentage. They don't take us. Huh. They don't take a lot, but when they do, they knock. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah, but yeah, I don't see Philly, Brooklyn, or Milwaukee, you know, getting beat early. Whereas you look at the West, and you can definitely see some some of the higher seeds. It's the wild, wild west going down early. Exactly, yeah. Like I can see, I shit. Let's say the Lakers get in and they're the eight seed. I can definitely see them beating Utah in the first round. Yeah. What's interesting is is that you know the West is honestly the battle of who has the better duo. Because you look at yeah. you know the you, Lakers, Matt, like who has the better duo? And unfortunately, yeah. Denver lost their you know their yeah Jokic and uh, and Murray. Mm-hmm. And so this is interesting. And what's crazy is that the Warriors are still in it, and they've had two of the worst losses in the NBA this season. They've got their asses handed to them. So bad, historically bad, twice this year, and they still have managed to be in the playoffs or in the in the hunt, all because of Steph Curry. Now, is Steph Curry the MVP? Should he be the MVP? Um, no. No. Uh, really? I, I would. I want to say no, dude. The numbers he's putting up. Are ridiculous. They are, but he's averaging forty a night. Okay, but numbers are nice. Like, I, I, honestly, the the NBA. Oh fuck! I'm looking at Anthony Davis with the stupid ankle injury. Um, I'm. Uh, anyways, back to the Warriors. Um, you look at the award for the NBA, the most valuable player. This is this is the the struggle with that award because. Do you pick the guy that has statistically the best numbers? Or are you picking the honest, true guy that has made the biggest impact on his team that has made him the most valuable player? And if you're going based off that, then you look at, you know, that argument that people make is the Chris Paul argument. You know, you look at where the Suns were last year. You look where they're at this year. Chris Paul effect. Should he, he should be the MVP. You know, look at the Warriors, and everyone talks about, oh, it's a down year. They don't have the talent that they – they have some fucking players, dude. 
They still have players. Yeah. And for yeah. them to be 33 and 33, I don't know why people are applauding, you know, Steph Curry for having this team 500. This this team should be above 500. Yes, I understand they play in the West, but still, with the talent that they have, you know, they still have some pretty good players um, to be able to be above 500. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I think looking at how these last few games played out, the Joker has made a real big, uh, a big leap. A big leap when it comes to, you know, who should be the MVP. I was going to ask you, do you think the NBA, and I think this would be pretty uh, an interesting discussion, and I honestly would really want to hear what all these big, um, you know, basketball heads have to think about this. Why wouldn't the NBA adopt um, the MB, the MLB's, you know, MVP way, where it's National League American? Why, yeah. why, why don't the... Why doesn't the NBA do Western Conference MVP, Eastern Conference, or yeah, Western Conference MVP, Eastern Conference, East and West? Why don't they do that? Would you would you be opposed know. to that, or is that something no, that'd be pretty cool? I don't think so. I mean, you look at the NFL. The NFL usually only has one MVP, also. Yeah, There's one player that's just the MVP. But then you have the AFC, like Offensive Player of the Year, and then the Defensive Player of the Year. That's... You don't have that in the NBA. No, you have you have one defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a, a East or West. You have one defensive player, player of the year, one rookie of the year, one yeah. There's no offensive player of the year in the NBA either, right? No, no, yeah. See, so that, that's something that you know maybe they can adopt, so they can have an MVP and then they can have the offensive player of the year. Because, like, like you said, in my opinion, the MVP should go to the best player in the league. Yeah. And for the past seven years, the best player in the league has been LeBron James. And the motherfucker hasn't won a goddamn MVP. <laughs> but the, but you look at everybody. You look at Jordan. He should have been MVP every single year. Was he? No. Yeah, Kobe, no. was he the MVP every single year? He should have no. been. No. Yeah. You know, that's what happened. The NBA has come up with this tradition of like, oh, yeah, you're the best player in the league. But you're not the MVP. <laughs> What does that mean? I'm the best player in the yeah. fucking world, but I'm not the most valuable player. How does that make sense? Yeah, um, yeah. So they make sense at all. they honestly need to make an offensive player of the year, an offensive player of the year, as opposed to and with that MVP. So that way you can yeah. still honor the best player in the game. Like, hey, you're the best player in the game. Obviously, you know LeBron this year. I don't think he should get it because he's missed out such a significant amount of time. So then that would be the year oh, yeah. someone else would get it. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the interesting discussion would come out. But yeah, I think for the NBA, when it comes to headlines and coming up with, you know, people always trying to talk about the NBA, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't adopt an offensive player of the year and an MVP or a East yeah. and West MVP or something like that. It just gets more discussion going and that's all that they're about. People wanting they they always want people talking about them. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on real quick. There's a big fight this week weekend. Um, Canelo's taking on Billy Joe Saunders. This is probably one of the better 
um, opponents that Canelo's had to go up against, maybe since Triple G, maybe some might say the Crusher. Um, you know, Billy Joe is the real deal. He's a really, really good fighter. Um, is he a champion style fighter that can beat Canelo? No, I don't think so. I I, I think Canelo's gonna fucking win just like he always does. But what is now, your what is your take on this fight? This is weekend? this fight gonna happen? Yeah, because there was some questionable things about you know the um fuck I'm drawing a blank the the ring the, the ring um yeah. I didn't really look into what 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 their discussion was about the ring. Did you hear any about so Joe Saunders? Joe Saunders just backed out of a couple of fights. Yeah. Um, backed out of a, his last couple of fights just because of you know certain little things he doesn't like about him. This one was about the ring size. Um, Canelo wants a smaller ring. Saunders wants a bigger one. Um, and it's honestly like fucking like three, four inches. I don't know what difference that makes. But, uh, but yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, Canelo should win. I think he's the best pound for pound in the world. Yes. Um, he, he should win. I think he does win. Um, we can knock him out. I don't know, but I think he wins. Yeah, and Canelo's been making a point of you know finishing his opponents these past few fights, and finishing them in a fucking really really violent way when it comes to you know yeah. putting the pressure on. This fight is to unify the, the super middleweight, right? Yeah. So. Okay. Ultimately, there's three belts on the line. Exactly. So, I, I honestly think Canelo's going to win. I I think Billy Joe is going to be able to. Does he have a puncher's chance? Yeah, anybody does. Anybody has a puncher's chance when you're at that level, because um, yeah. one punch can honestly change the whole fight. You know, you you daze him, and that's the thing. Touching the guy. You can never fucking touch him. This guy is so elusive, it's ridiculous. He's almost yeah. at that, you know, Mayweather defense level where it's just, it's like you're trying to hit a ghost. You can't fucking get him. Um, yeah. But Billy Joe has something that, you know, maybe some of the other fighters that Canelo's gone up against is he has really, really good footwork. He's a good boxer. And he relies heavily on those skills whereas you know uh, opponents in the past for Canelo you look at you know his past few opponents they 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 just utilize their size their length their arm they they weren't you know clear cut really really good boxers they relied heavily uh-huh. on what what they had an advantage on if they had an advantage in reach that's what they would take advantage on Whereas you know Billy Joe, he try to he utilizes every aspect of boxing, and that's what makes him a champion. But is he in the level of Canelo? I think not. Still think that no. that Canelo whoops his ass. Billy Joe wins two, two three rounds maybe. Um, and the one thing that I do want to see is something that every fighter that has gone up against Canelo. 
you know, you always hear, oh, I'm going to, you know, put the pressure on him and, you know, I want to see how he how he is, you know, going backwards. Every fighter says that. And then they step in the ring and then Canelo hits him with a fucking body shot and slows him down for the rest of the fight. Yeah. I would love to see Billy Joe actually put some pressure on him and see how he does moving backwards. And I know Canelo's going to do fine moving backwards, but I just want to see some pressure put on Canelo. I want to see some combos laid on him, whereas in past fights, fucking guy could barely get a jab off before Canelo's touching him up two, three times, and it's just one of those fights where it's like, all right, fucking fight's over by the second round, and Canelo's just running a clinic on the guy. So this should be a better fought. This should be a better matchup as, you know, compared to the last few fights that he's had, but still same result. Canelo wins. Yeah, definitely. I, I think decision. I don't think he knocks him out, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the decision also. Nice. All right. So last thing that we're going to talk about is some baseball. Talk about what have you seen in the MLB that is n- worth mentioning? What's baseball, dude? I, I don't even watch baseball anymore. At this point, like. I don't know. You have a little hand. I'm so I'm so I'm so fed up. Like it's unreal. Like just talk about a hangover, huh? Good lord. Like if 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 this is what's gonna happen after you win a World Series, I'll wait another thirty two years. Join the club. Cause fuck this, brother. The last time we spoke. Last time we had this a show, the Dodgers were like fifteen and three. Yeah, they were fucking just running away with it, and the Red Sox were in last place. <laughs> and now, the Red Sox have the best record in baseball. You want to say that one more time? I didn't hear you. I think you cut off. The Red Sox have the best record in baseball. One more time. <laughs> Come again. Nineteen and nineteen and thirteen, and the Dodgers. Who would have thunk it? Here. At 17 and 15, having lost 13 of their last 16 games. Unbelievable. I mean, Wait, they've lost how, They've lost what? 13 of 16. That's ridiculous. That's unheard of. This is, it's unreal. Like, just, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, this team went from not losing a series. They lost one series all of last season, and now they've lost. They've dropped three series in a row. Look at that! I'm looking at the thing. I'm looking at you know home home record eight and five. Okay, so they're playing better. And they were and they were undefeated at home. Away, they're nine and ten. Ugh. Like, bro, this is just unreal. Like that four game series against the Padres changed everything. So they they came on and they, and they beat the Padres two out of three in San Diego. And uh, and they, they were good, you know. And then, and then they go to uh, they go to Seattle, lose the first one, win the second one. Then they come home to the Padres again, and the Padres win the first two. And I'm just like, okay, fuck, like we gotta win the next two. So then we win Saturday, and then we lose Sunday in 11 innings. Fucking Kenley Jensen again, um, you know. And then we lose two out of three to the Reds, and then we lose three out of four to the Brewers, and then we just get swept by the Cubs. It's just like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Like, we had the Cubs this week. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. You don't so we have to remind me, Tug. Right your fucking Dodgers fucked me out of some money this week. 
rain. So we got a rain out on Monday, doubleheader, and we have our three best fucking guys. We got Kershaw, Bueller, Bauer, or Kershaw, Bauer, Bueller. I'm like, all right, we got to fucking win these next three games. We got to win a one, two, win the fucking series. No, we're the fucking play. Unreal. I just feel so, better than the Cubs. I'm so frustrated to watch this fucking team. Just how are they so good and they're so bad? That's a great question. Like the talent that they have. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, Edwin Reels couldn't hit water if he fell off a fucking boat. Like, how is this guy still in the big league? He's hitting 0.78. Edwin Reels? 0.78. Is, he's one for his last 38. And this is a guy that people were like, all right, Jock is gone. You know, he can fill in that role. No. I, no. Um, Max Muncy? He 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 sort of got it, gotten it going the last two games, but he was on the struggle bus for a while. Mookie Betts, good lord, struggle city. Corey Seager, oh my god, talk about three hundred million dollars, bud. You you'll be lucky if you get a hundred million right now. <laughs> with the defense with the defense that he's playing. No, yeah, it's showing that he's not a true shortstop, and he won't be a shortstop his entire career. This the defense that Corey Seager has been playing the past two weeks is absolutely horrendous. Hey, but Justin Turner's I mean, been doing it, doing the damn yeah, thing. Yeah, Turner's the only guy. Turner's the guy who's fucking keeping this team alive. Now, thirty six years old. It's because he. It's because he has that A and PM commercial now. Yeah, Tungus. Tungus. Dude, that shit makes me smile every time I see that commercial. <laughs> I love that guy, Tungus. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh But not it's not just the hitting, it's the pitching as well, right? So the bullpen the bullpen is, is in a really bad situation right now. Um obviously they lost Corey Knabel, um not for the year but for a couple months. He he's out. Um you know, and then Bruce Dark Gratterall uh is also uh on I no, he's not on IL yet, but he he left his last start with forearm tightness, his last game. Uh-oh. Forearm tightness, so that's never a good sign. Um, and then, of course, you know, losing Dustin May to Tommy John, that, that's, that's huge. Cool. Um, you know, Joe Kelly's finally coming back. Hopefully he can, uh, you know, Light a fire in their ass. Give that bullpen a break, yeah, and, and, and you know. But, uh, but, yeah, man, and then, you know, we, it's tough when you don't have a fucking closer. We don't have a closer. We don't have someone who can come in in the ninth inning, and, just, and I fully guarantee you he's going to get three outs. We we tried multiple people. Jansen's not doing too work. bad. It'll work one night and then not the next night, and then it'll work one night and then not the next night. Like one night we'll have Jansen, and he looks fucking lights out. And then the next night we bring in Jansen again, he's brutal. Go with Trinan. Trinan looks lights out. The next night Trinan fucking blows it in the seventh. It's like, oh my god, like what are we doing? I don't know, man. It's it's, it's Frustrating. I, I, I'm, I'm so glad they're not playing today because I don't have to watch them lose. Like that's how bad it is. That's. Like, ba- and I've been through. I've been through fucking heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. So this is worse. Like this is just sad. Like how do you win a World Series and then come out and do this shit? Like <laughs> if you don't, if you, if you don't fucking win the division this year. 
Oh my god! All the claims about Mickey Mouse this and Mickey Mouse that—they're gonna be fucking true. It's gonna be true if you don't fucking get your head out of your ass. I mean, yeah, it's May. It's May. It's early. It's early. But next thing you know, it's gonna be June, and then it's July, and then it's August, and then oh, you know what? Oh, it's fucking September. Oh shit! You're fucking ten games back. <laughs> oh man, it's, oh, it's it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to watch. But that's the bright side, right? Is that it's still early. There's still plenty yeah. of time to get everybody back to where they're supposed to be when it comes to hitting, when it comes to the bullpen, when it comes to the starters. You know, the one thing that you got to just and it's base that's baseball, dude. And and that's what maybe, you know, it's a harsh reality where it's like hey you won the world series and a world series hangover is legit ask the cubs ask the red sox ask the fucking you know every team that's won a world series it just happens you know you're not no matter what fucking kershaw says no matter what mookie bet says you're not as hungry as you were before you won that world series it's just human nature it's human nature yeah. No matter that, that how could possibly be it. No matter how you put it. You know, yeah. every single year the Dodgers have had a reason to fucking grab those bats and really fucking go to town because they were trying to prove a point that they were again the best team in the MLB. This year it's like, "Hey guys, we prove we're the best team in the MLB." And they're not playing like it, but they're still walking around strutting their stuff like, okay, that last year was nice. You won. You won last year. Yes, you're the defending champs, but this is a new year. Yep. And like you said, you know, the best thing that is that, yes, it's early, but for some reason, sometimes the baseball season, as long as it is, as it, is it flies right by. It flies right by, and you could yes, be it fucked. Does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, on the bright side in baseball, the Astros visited the, the Yankees for the first time since uh, with fans for the first time since uh, that whole uh, debacle, stupid scandal came out. Yeah. And the Yankee fans let them have it, and I'm here for it. I love it, 100. percent Fuck Altuve, fuck the Astros, fuck Correa. They fuck got the Holland. they got the last laugh though. They won the, they won today. Yeah, but the Yankees won the series. Yeah, the Yankees won uh, won three or four. But um, but yeah, man, fuck, fuck Houston, dude. I can't wait till they come to Dodger Stadium. Oh, oh. I think like, I think one of them is going to die. They thought they thought Yankee Stadium was bad. And they're coming to Dodger Stadium in August. Uh, hopefully by then we'll we'll have more fans in the stands. They'll be at a higher capacity. Should be almost at full capacity by then. So, yeah, oh, uh, I'm ready. I'm I'm so scared for them. I'm legit scared for that team when they have to come to LA in August. I don't know. One of them might not make it. Yeah. But. That bus? That oh, bus dude! Be careful. That bus is gonna be rocking. <laughs> we're gonna fucking tip, we're gonna tip that thing over. 
Oh my god! I can't imagine. There's gonna be so. Can you imagine the the scene? Just just picture it. So many cops. So many oh, cops. Yeah. There's gonna be so many cops there, and people are gonna be so fucking wasted. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah man, man it, it's this season is crazy. You know, things that we thought were going to happen haven't happened. Teams that we thought were going to suck don't suck right now. And that's why I'm not, you know, tooting the Red Sox horn too hard this, you know, not tooting it too hard yet because it's early. You know, best record in baseball right now means absolutely nothing. That's the good thing. That's the shitty part for them at least is that this means absolutely nothing. If they can build off of the early success, then we got something cooking. But, uh, but yeah, man, the, the Red Sox still stress me out, even when I watch them. Even when I watch them win, like today, going up against the Tigers, you know, fucking Tigers put up six, uh, have a six spot, and then Red Sox get seven. You know, Tigers come back, they put three. Red Sox go get four. <laughs> Tigers go get three. I'm like, oh my fucking god, dude! It's yeah, it's not great baseball to watch. The best team in <laughs> the best team in baseball supposedly because of the record, but it is not pretty baseball to watch. Errors <laughs> everywhere. It's ugly, dude. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. So, um, oh, go ahead. So we can end it on this here. Um, I know it's another sensitive topic for you. Uh, one of your favorite players growing up, uh, Albert Pujols was released today by the Angels. Just cut, gone. Like twenty five million. Here's your twenty five million. Smell you, bud. I told this but, to Jesse. What, what, what do you think? I told this to Jesse because he sent me that thing today. I was the Angels need to be cursed because how dare you cut a fucking Hall of Famer of Albert Pujols' stature and just say, get the fuck out. Here's your money. Get the fuck out. Like, how? I get, I get it. He wasn't fucking no, playing great. But we don't get, we don't get it though. Like, it's the last year in this contract. He's in the long last year. Let him get his last fucking rounds. Or, or Jesus. Yeah, like he, he wasn't even he wasn't playing every day. They've had Walsh at first base. Yeah, he's been playing so every like so often. And they didn't, they like, didn't fucking do anything. I mean, like he didn't you're do trying, much. You're trying, to, you're trying to make the playoffs here, okay? It's not like this guy's taking up a roster spot for a fucking stud that you have in the minor league. He's not. Mm-hmm. But you're trying to make the playoffs here. You're in last place right now. You're trying to make the playoffs. Um, let's fucking, you know, keep these veteran guys in the clubhouse. Guys have been there before. Just keep in mind, Albert Pujols is a World Series champion. Two times yep. World Series champion. Like, he's been there. He's done that. He, he's perfect for these younger guys that they have to say, hey, you know what? This is what we got to do, man. Like, we got to keep riding. We got to keep, you know, it's a long fucking season, but, you know, let's, let's keep, you know, pushing forward. I mean, unless unless it was Pujols that just said, you know what? Hey, just cut me. Because I can totally see him saying that. Like, hey, you know what? I'm not fucking producing like I should, so cut me. And he's not playing every day. Yeah. So, so I don't know, man. Maybe, you think he gets signed by somebody? If I'm the St. Louis Cardinals, I'm fucking taking his ass up. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. You want a cool milk? You're finishing, you're finishing your career as a Cardinal. 
Here we go. You and Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright just all hanging out one last time. Can you imagine that, dude? Because they're all out. They're already on their way out. Yadier with one yeah. more year with Albert. They'll have and just imagine what that does to the Cardinals clubhouse. The Cardinals, yeah. Like he's not going to play. They have Goldschmidt at first. Yeah, but you know that gives just, that gives you know Goldschmidt a, you know a day rest a week. Albert Pujols yeah. gets to play. He gets to play. You know, Cardinals fans gets to come. It's a win-win. They get more people in the stands. Or they get more you know people buying tickets because they want to see Albert again. It's a perfect situation. Yadier gets to see his buddy again. All is right in the world. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that. Him signing with the Cardinals. Not even giving him a million dollars. Here's a couple hundred thousand dollars. Just League minimum. He's a league minimum. Yeah. Come on, bud. Yadier makes the phone call. Here, come on. <laughs> it's that simple, dude. And I, it'll be cool to see. Um... Maybe the White Sox? I don't know. He has that relationship with the... Uh, with Ozzie Guillen. I mean, no, uh, not uh, Ozzie Guillen. Uh, Larissa. Uh, Larissa, Larissa. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe, but... Yeah, there's not there's not many two teams, I'm sure, you know, calling him right now, saying that they really need Albert Pujols, <laughs> which is a shame. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a fucking uh, shame. I'd... If I'm the Red Sox, I'd fucking give him a call. Let's see what you could do with that, with that uh, green monster. Just fucking fly it out there. Ugh. Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 it sucks, dude. It, it feels like when you really look at it, it's like fuck, dude, we're getting old. Yep. And then check this out. So I looked into like obviously the players that we grew up watching and stuff, like Pujols. You know, was one of one of the big ones. Um, another big one, Miguel Cabrera. Oh, he's out, yeah. Dude, you know Miguel Cabrera is 37? That's crazy. Triple crown. I still remember that triple crown. Bro, I feel like Cabrera's been in the league for like 30 years. <laughs> like, dude, this guy, he's, he's not a free agent until 2024. He's got three years left on his deal. Oh, yeah, he's retiring at 40. He's going to be done at 40. Bro, and then you look at Nelson Cruz. Well, we all know that <laughs> steroids had a lot to do with that career. But even now, he's still fucking raking. Yeah. PEDs or not, the guy rakes. Oh, man. But, yeah, dude, we're, we're getting old, man. Wolf is gone. And, and then you, you're going to start seeing this younger generation of, of players, you know, like obviously like Satish. You know, you look at Tim Anderson. Like, what are we going to say when Mike Trout retires? Like, Oh, I'm going to feel what? super old. Like, where the fuck did the time go? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, remember when, I remember when Trout was a rookie. We were in high school. And we made fun of him because he had no neck. Yeah, he had that thick and neck. And now this guy is the greatest player of all time, and he's done. Like, it's so crazy. You know, it's so crazy to think about that where it's like, I remember those moments of like, hey, bro, this Mike Trout guy is pretty fucking good, huh? And then he you fast forward, and I remember those that said like, "Nah, dude, Bryce Harper's gonna be way fucking better than that guy." Fucking fast forward, Mike Trout is the best player to ever step on a baseball field. Yeah, Instant. yeah. Uh, like you can even remember, like if you look back in high school, we had that fantasy, that fantasy league that we did. That was horrible. Um, yeah, it was terrible. Um, 
he's not even. I don't even know if this guy fucking exists anymore. Mike Stanton. Yeah, what fuck is Mike Stanton? We're old enough to to have seen him play as Mike yeah. Stanton. I still have a video <laughs> game that says Mike Stanton. I remember the year that he changed it. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Oh, yeah, it's like, Ma- John Carlo. What the fuck? It's like, Mike. And, then, and then we find out, like, oh, that's his real name. Yeah, like, who the fuck came with Mike then? <laughs> Who's Mike? <laughs> oh man, oh, that's so crazy, dude. Yeah, we're getting yeah. up there. Even look, looking at yeah, in basketball, LeBron on his way out. Yeah, insane, dude. Insane to see. They're insane to think that we're getting up there. And even now, like, I like, think just, looking, just the other day, I was like, fuck, I got to keep up with these fucking new players that are playing. I can't keep, I can't keep up. Like, even, like, the NFL draft, like, Asante Samuel Jr. Like, what the fuck? Oh, like, you know what <laughs> fucked me up in the NBA? The Rockets have Kenyon Martin's son, which is uh, something Martin, uh, Kevin Martin or something like that. I was like, holy shit, that's his I was like, that's his son. I was like, I remember when he was playing with the Nuggets, with the Carmelo and all this. Then you have Gary Payton's son. You have all these other guys. I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, it's, it's not, dude. I'm like, Bronny's going to be in the NBA soon? That's going to be crazy. Like, Fuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we are getting old, dude. Yeah, I could see those white hairs coming in. That's why. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Whew. You got to start looking for that just for men aisle, you know? <laughs> I think uh no, but I'm still uh I'm still I'm still saying I'm turning twenty five this year. Because last year didn't count, so I get a redo of twenty five. I agree. That's a good way to think of it. Yeah, so we're 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 both turning twenty five again. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Should take a year off like what year were you born? Ninety five? But you said you're oh yeah, but the remember twenty twenty? That didn't count. Yeah, twenty twenty didn't count, so yeah. I like it. Start the year off. All right, people. Well, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, just to give you guys a heads up, we're usually going to try and do these maybe once every other week to add on to, you know, our bonus content that we add with the kickback. Um, obviously, if there's shit that we really got to talk about, like if something goes down, obviously we'll do another episode, you know, that next week. But uh, maybe until football season, like I was telling Tugbo, maybe until football season kicks back around, then we'll start doing uh, every single week so we can get back to our hot corner uh, football bets. Um, yes. But, yeah, other than that, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll talk to you next time. Tugboat, great job. Talk to you next time. Peace. Peace.